Hello everyone and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering the Artful Dodger Season 1, Episode 4, The Stitch Up. I am Mr. Cell, high school science teacher, watching the Artful Dodger for the first time with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, allow me to unfold a sordid tale of unmatched woe. I, that's... Oh, jeez, I don't even remember what that was. Is that Fagin? <laughs> yeah, that was Fagin. Okay, good. Fagin when he bursts into the dinner. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Allow me to unfold a sordid tale of unmatched woe. He's so good. My God, David Dulles. I oh, love the guy. All right. I mean, it helps that Fagin is kind of built in to be a great character. But. Yeah, you already love Fagin baked in, but... <laughs> Uh, I think he was objectively just an amazing character. <laughs> yeah, well, objectively. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kurt, let's take a guess at each other's ratings. Ratings. I believe, Kurt, that you gave last episode an 8 out of 10. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you did like this marginally more, but I don't think you liked it as much as the first two episodes. I think you gave this one an 8 out of 10 as well. I think you're disappointed that, again, there's no monks. I think you're... I, I think you're going to have... Uh, I think you had a lot of trouble picking a favorite scene in this episode, which you usually ding an episode for that as well. Um, I think you are... I, th- I, I think you were still entertained. I think you still enjoyed watching it, but I think you're... You were... Oh, uh, well... I don't know. I think maybe the 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 illiteracy bit of this is something that you kind of maybe latched onto and enjoyed uh, because it does add a little bit of emotional intellectual heft to the episode. But so I, I do think you liked it more than the last episode. But I don't think you liked it as much as the first two. So I think you gave it an eight out of ten. Okay, and so I'm glad you brought up the reading part because that might be a pivotal part trying to guess your rating. I don't know if the Artful Dodger in the original source material could read i mean he was a kid obviously so perhaps he couldn't back in those times especially i don't recall it's not it's not a plot point there's certain there's there's certainly nothing in the the musical i I don't recall from the novel okay all right right. okay well in that case then you probably felt about it the same way i did We'll, we'll leave that point there he either gave it an eight or a nine fagan's fagan Jack still doesn't like Fagan. You've kind of talked about how they've bored out about that. Uh, Jack, Bell, and kind of the, the social dynamics with the governor and all that stuff is interesting, but this whole monk storyline thing seemed like it should have started up a lot sooner, and I think that's something that's annoying you. So I think you gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. The the fact that the monk storyline has has been a non-starter uh, is the only thing I disliked about this episode. I gave it a nine out of ten. I uh, actually lo- this might be my favorite episode. Actually, uh, all right. I I I love Jack's conflicts in this episode. I love that. I, I kind of pegged early on, like as soon as Sneed said, "Why don't you go read to the patients?" A lot of them can't, and he stares at at Jack. Uh, I don't know if you remember hearing that or not. But no, I I don't. Yeah, when when Sneed is getting on Bell's case for being there at all, mm-hmm. he says, "Why don't you just go read to the patients? A lot of them can't read." And he he looks at Jack when he says it. And from that point, I was kind of thinking, it, "Can he read?" And then watching the rest of the episode with that through that lens of maybe he can't read made it very interesting. So 
I love that that conflict that he's having and trying to hide it and, and compensate for it. Uh, I loved his feelings of inadequacy in this episode because that illiteracy leads to a lot of imposter syndrome, right? He just, mm-hmm. you know, he's a surgeon, not a paper pusher. And it's it's not that he's dismissing the importance of the paper pushing. It's that he can't actually do it. He's not, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that part of it. I, and he, this, I love this conflict that he has between guilt and vengeance. Like he certainly wants to get Darius his comeuppance, but he also doesn't want to make him hang for a crime he didn't commit, even though he's committed other crimes that he probably could hang for. But, uh, so the, the, the idea of I'm a doctor first, do no harm, but also like, it's it's my skin or yours like uh and you tried to cut my hands off like that that conflict i thought was really interesting as well so i i really love and very entertaining the whole throughout the whole episode obviously Fagan's and there's hilarious. Fagan. yeah yeah there's Fagan. you know he's hilarious throughout the whole episode i thought that was all interesting um the i i got a little bit confused by the plot that they have unfolded here to get both peggy and darius into the carriage and and then frame them, even though both of them are going to deny that they took the money. And both of them can say, well, th- this bag was here. That guy took the money. <laughs> but uh, whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm accepting that. I'm choosing to accept that and just roll with it because it was good entertainment value. And it was good. Here's fake and scheming value. So, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I guess the, the argument goes, how, like, how did he trick you into the carriage? What did he tell you guys? Well, we saw what he said to Peggy, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know how Darius got in that carriage, <laughs> <laughs> but, but whatever. Uh, I'm 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 fine with it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I'll tell you what I did. Okay. I agree with you, Mister Sal. This might be the best episode of the series. Yes. I thought about giving it a nine, Ooh. but I immediately had to subtract one for demerit. This is not the monks issue, but if you remember at the end of the last episode, we kind of did a small quip making fun of the monks part and how at the very end with Francis, I guess she also goes by red. Yeah. Um, put him at gunpoint and yeah. we were like, oh, we'll see this next episode. And we did not see it next episode. We did see, <laughs> you know, the, the resolution to it after the fact. They did literally just skip over it. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever happened at that corpse that I guess did blow up and the money was gone back didn't really matter i guess that we didn't see it kind of just rubbed me the wrong and rubbed me the wrong way a little bit okay. i don't know if it's also because of the monk thing or it's like oh come on what's, what's this ending something and then not showing us it afterward or like that's so good not showing well they definitely episode. revisited red they just didn't show us the immediate after effects of that well how do they walk off with their lives that's my question well, i guess she red said strip and pay up yeah she just didn't kill him yeah yeah all right fair I I don't know, I don't know what happened to Flashbang, but you know, whatever. <laughs> he, I think he ran off. He ran off when <laughs> she showed up. But <laughs> ah, that 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 bothered me enough. I subtracted one. It's an eight. But wow. otherwise, the rest of it's great. So, so this is your. This okay, is your... There, there, there's another annoyance. There's another annoyance. Okay, I, okay. I'm being, being a little facetious. One other annoyance I have is the governor and Roddy. So yeah. their their relationship. It's meaningful because it makes the surgery mean more to him. The fact that Snead does it, you know, so on and so forth. And I don't even mind, like, his relationship with Roddy's fine. I wish they didn't introduce it this episode. I wish they did it, like, a episode previously. 
because it makes it feel like a little, you know, like, oh, I see the governor's relationship with Roddy. Now I see Roddy get slashed. I, I wish it was introduced more over time. That's so, smaller. If they had just taken the first scene between the two of them where he's he's yeah. with her at dawn, like, and put it in episode three, that would have been enough yes, for I'd you? Yes, i that more. I'd so that take more. it out of this episode, put it in that episode? Yeah. But, but it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same. You get the it's same just, backstory. You just get a different different time, and you're more likely to forget it. See, I think well, they I did a good it. job of putting it here. I think this was it was better placed here because I would have forgotten that, and they would have showed me in a previous. Oh, there's no previously ons. I think I showed another thing with the governor and her. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that, but nah, I, I I didn't like. Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. I wrote down I didn't like it. I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, because you wrote it down, you can't change it now. Right? <laughs> I can't change my mind now. <laughs> I, I I was thinking about it, but I looked back down at my notes and I wrote it down. I can't do past Kurt like that and change oh, my mind. Man. Well, that's so. too bad. I, 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 I didn't like the scene for the governor. It makes him a little yeah. more. We don't know him that well besides him being Bell's father. Hey, listen yeah. to his wife. But other than that, he governs. He's jealous that he, I guess, governs. Well, his. What does his brother do again? <laughs> uh, Uncle Dickie got a duke. Oh, uncle. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> that one's his brother. It's, it's Bell's uncle. <laughs> oh, uncle Dickie yeah, got sorry. a dukedom. <laughs> so he's got, you know, he's only a governor. His brother's a duke. <laughs> now, 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 you know, he, he's in a bit of a. Also having an affair. <laughs> right. For him. Well, I'm I'm sad to hear that that you've bumped this down to an eight because I do think this is probably the best episode so far. And I think I, I disagree with the the quibbles that you have with it. But you know, I I understand why you have them. Someone I, has to pay. I, and this episode will pay. <laughs> Basically the way I deal punishment in series is the latest episode gets the punishment for all previous atrocities of the series and that's called recency bias okay <laughs> no that's not recency <laughs> bias sure is just, no this is this is the listen you've yet to fix these issues you had an opportunity in this episode you get you get slammed for it hey listen i i think if you have a problem with monks not showing up in this episode then you go back and retcon episode two to an eight no see I, that, and that's another school of thought that's another school of thought but i'm not doing that <laughs> okay they could have rectified it in this episode and oh, i would have liked it even more Oh, but the, the uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to choose to focus on the uh, the fact that that you said that this was almost a nine and would have been your favorite episode if not for <laughs> these things because I don't care about those things. So, to, what I heard was you love this episode. It's great. So, it's a good episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's take a guess. Each other's favorite scenes. Favorite scenes. I think you had a tough time picking a favorite scene, uh, and I certainly had a tough time picking a favorite scene for you. So, uh, ultimately, I'm going to go with the dinner framing scene where things start to get heated between Jack and uh, Sneed. Uh, Jack kind of calls him out. <laughs> it sounds like he's challenging him to a duel. Like, That's what I thought was outside. happening as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, the next happen. episode is called The Duel, so it All might right. actually have been <laughs> that. So, uh, anyway, uh, he ca- calls him out, uh, and then he goes, uh, Fagin bursts in with this tale of uh, unrivaled, no, unmatched woe. <laughs> and uh, they it, they show us the frame up. And Darius and Peggy get arrested. So that's that's what I'm going with for you. All right. 
I was going to say that scene, but you already knew that Jack couldn't read. Hmm. I'll still go with that. The uh, the scene you just guessed for me for favorite scenes. That's also your favorite scene. Okay. Uh, that was close. It was probably my second favorite scene. If I wasn't a little bit hung up on how the whole comeuppance worked, how the frame job worked, I probably would have picked that scene. See, but- the, the funny part about this episode is that the come up like that did not bother me in the slightest. <laughs> the way they got Darian and I think you're you're the fact you, I, I think it's fine. Tricked him in his carriage. You know, mm-hmm. even even if it looks bad enough to Gaines. <laughs> okay. As I, is. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Gaines certainly is is upset and has a right to be because they are having an affair. Like, that's, like, like, like how are they going to explain it away is what I'm right. saying. Well, they can explain the bag away easy enough. Like, this isn't is ours. We got in this carriage. It's his carriage. Okay. Like, okay so how, how why did you guys get in the carriage? That's and they and that's why they won't explain it away. So, but, <laughs> so, so that's that's fine. But I just said to my son, my my son's twelve years old, and we were watching. I can't remember what we were watching. I want to say it was either Only Words in the Building or Lord of the Rings. I can't because that's what we've been watching lately. They're very similar. <laughs> but anyway, he was asking like really detailed questions, like I just did about this frame job, and. I was like, look, you're getting bogged down in the details. You're missing you're missing the emotional core of this. Like just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> so, semantics, so, son. Semantics. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm gonna give myself that advice and say <laughs> and I, I don't want to get bogged down in the details, but where I will punish this scene is by not picking it as my favorite scene. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I I didn't punish the episode for having it, but my favorite scene was was the the scene immediately after that where Jack and Bell have their discussion in the oh, yard. Oh, the breakup scene. I should have figured. It's a breakup scene. Ah. <laughs> I love a good breakup scene. But Belle chases down this Jack who's, who like is clearly forlorn. Like he, he is really brooding on the dinner on the, the, where, the, where his illiteracy has come up. The, the, the framing and the guilt that he feels because of it. Uh, the inadequacy, it's all coming up in the scene. And the, the reasons why I love this episode are for, for those reasons, like Jack's conflicts, and they're all coming up right here. Um, but she's she doesn't take any of the sting off either. And she says, I backed the wrong horse. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and she gets like really like upset with him for being illiterate. So any inadequacy that he's feeling is being fed into by everything she's saying you know, she's had biology tutors and correspondences with surgeons and she can't be a surgeon and yet he illiterate though he is can't which is a good point it's a really good point that good she's point making for her, but jack does not want to hear this seriously now now all all that has changed between her thinking that he's the most brilliant surgeon ever and now is that she found out he can't read but it doesn't make him a worse surgeon, right? He's he's still done all those surgeries. He's still tried all these things with her. Like so uh, so I I take her point. Like it's it sucks that as a woman she couldn't be a surgeon even though she was more qualified than he was. And that's a really great point. But it doesn't make him a worse surgeon than he was 10 minutes ago. I guess alert. you could argue it, it's made her it's made him a worse surgeon in her eyes. It's made him a worse surgeon than he probably could be. Right? That that's absolutely true. Or then probably, she had thought well, probably true. She, because she, she presumed he could read. 
Right, exactly. He can't do the research. You know, he has to memorize the notes and so forth. I get all that. But he's still the same surgeon that he was yes. 10 minutes ago. And she doesn't take any of this, that sting off. And she, and she doesn't, it's not her job to necessarily because she is making a great point. But he claims that, you know, I, he can read, just not well. I, I mean, I, I don't know what uh, what that means. He says I, the I world's kind of swirl around the page, but. I can relate to this. I used to argue like this about swimming. You know, people would say, oh, you can't swim, Kurt. But well, I can. Technically. <laughs> I can doggy paddle for a bit. Yeah. So that, I mean, I, I certainly I, I I feel like I read very well, but I also read very slowly and it has caused problems in lots of ways for me. Uh, I, I remember uh, one of the English teachers in the building where I, where I teach, where she's, she's retired now, but she always used to say, because we used to talk about books all the time. And she used to say, why didn't you become an English teacher? I, said, I couldn't keep up with the reading in college. It wasn't, I remember being assigned a novel on Monday and told, okay, we're going to, it's, it's, you got to finish it by Wednesday. And I thought that's, that's a joke, right? Like nobody can do that. Right. But apparently lots of people can, I'm just not one of those people. So I do feel Jack's pain here. Um, but at the same time, I also feel Belle's pain. And, and so that's one of the things I really like about the scene. This is a, a breakup where both people are kind of right. And yeah. I, I really I really do like that. But he does really, you know, he gets his sting in at the end here and says, I can't help you. Because obviously what you're looking for is someone to promote you. And I can't do that. So, and you know, she says, we could have made a great team. But they couldn't have, and that's that's a, that's the tragedy of the whole thing, is if what she needed was a reader, then they could not have made a great team. But anyway, so I I really like this because it's a breakup scene where both people are in the right. There's a lot of moral gray area there about what they're saying to each other uh, and and whether they should or should not say it, and there's all this conflict that Jack's dealing with. So this is my favorite scene. I. I'm surprised I didn't guess that for you. I should have. I should have. Man. Well, you got you got me right. I did pick the right. last dinner scene, which is you know, Jack trying to be. At first, I thought being humble, which he still is being humble. But uh, yeah, it's the fact he can't read, which I didn't clue into this fact at all. This was the reveal for me. And I went, oh, oh I know wow, that makes a lot okay. of sense with the rest right. of the episode now. I see. That's why he just like chooses to memorize the notes yeah. instead of looking at the source material and i didn't even realize needs comment at that point earlier in the episode uh so yeah. yes need dunks back on jack for not being able to read <laughs> and Gaines starts to share his report about jack you know the, the stolen coin uh situation going on but fagan comes in with important news an unmatched tale of woe, and he has uh, Darian and Peggy in the carriage, and he will get the bounty money. Gaines has them locked up, and there you go. That bing bong bash. He's, he's done this successfully. <laughs> he's got himself the entire reward money that will be his. It will not be taken away from him. This is like that. This is a great, great, great coming together of the episode here. Actually, yeah, and- I actually loved this ploy. I thought this was a clever way to uh, <laughs> get the bounty. Because I was like, who's going to take the fall for the bounty? That's what I kept right. wondering when they, they, they came with that plan. Mm-hmm. After a bit, I thought, is Fagan going to like give up Jack? No, because then Jack's going to make Fagan, you know, 
He's going to bring Fagan down with him. So who's who's Fagan going to throw under? Right. Is it going to yeah, be red? No, I, yeah. I, no, I, I, I hear you. I, I was wondering that throughout the whole episode as well. Like, just mm-hmm. who's the fall guy here? But yeah, that's and, – and it's interesting. It's it's great. I, I want to say that I think we're done with Darius now, but I don't know. Darian? Darius. Darius. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think we might be done with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're not. But I think this is probably it, and it's probably good to move on from the Darius story and move into so, something. Something I liked a lot about the dinner scene was how everyone was sat, which was all the people that antagonize Jack were on his side of the table, which it made sense too. Sneed, yep, and the, uh, professor. the professor, and then also uh, Gaines was also on his side yes, of the table. So uh, I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, I think the, the governor and his family were on the other side. Fanny likes soup, from I'm told. <laughs> and the idea <laughs> of Sneed. That's right. Although, perhaps she actually does like Sneed. <laughs> it does seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Kurt, you know what and I, I want to know? Where Mortimer is? The snail? Yes. I, would, I, think, <laughs> I think he may be gone now. But what I really want to know... Is which of these characters, and at which point, could use some magic mind? The magic mind moment. Kurt, you know what magic mind is. I know what magic mind is. Let's make sure our listeners know what magic mind is. It's a supplement shot, uh, not not injection, but like productivity shot, shot. productivity yes. shot that uh, is designed to boost productivity. It, it helps you focus. It eliminates uh, the the grog or uh, sleepiness that you might be feeling throughout the day. There's a little bit of caffeine in it. Uh, uh, it's about the equivalent of half a cup of coffee. Uh, it's got matcha tea. It's got lion's mane mushrooms. It's got a lot of great ingredients, new, uh, nootropics and adaptogens that help you focus, help you absorb caffeine better. I don't drink coffee. Um, and I'm usually pretty okay in the morning, but I get that afternoon slog and I take this with uh, my lunch. I drink it and I usually end up looking back on my day and thinking, wow, I didn't get sleepy or groggy at all after lunch. And I usually do when I don't drink it so that's good now you don't drink it with your lunch though you drink it no. in the morning right the morning the mornings mr Sal. Oh. why do we have mornings <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i drink a cup of coffee in the morning with magic mind and i i like it it, it gets with the jitter and i don't feel crash whatsoever it's a good way it's a good way to start out my day Part, and that's, part of the routine. that's a really important point that, that you don't get the, the jittery caffeine feeling. You just get the smooth energy productivity boost. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of these characters in this show, I think, could use some magic mind. <laughs> Who do you think could use magic mind in this episode? I think for this episode, and I'm, I'm interested to see who you picked, but I went with Peggy. Peggy could have really used the magic mind. Ah. In two ways. Uh, but first and foremost, when Fagan, the German doctor, I forgot what he gave his fake name as originally. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. But when Fagan, the German doctor, comes by and swindles Peggy for his midnight <laughs> ride plan, that will cost oodles of money, which, by the way, <laughs> where's this money? <laughs> 
in her pocket. She tosses him a pouch. <laughs> but like, did I guess he, did he profit this? Is, is this something that he's not even going to bring up oh, to Jack? This, this like probably. his own little middle ground income he's gained here. But probably Fagan. So first of all, Peggy pays out big shells for a non-reputable doctor, and then agrees to go on the ride and you know is ultimately you know put up for uh stealing the money which she did not do but her affair is caught so peggy yeah because maybe with some magic mind she could have perhaps seen through this ploy and been more aware kind of a bit more focused on her situation okay all right you know who i think could use the magic mind in this episode is jack jack by virtue of the fact that he doesn't read and has to memorize stuff needs that focus so I mean, you can see him when bell's reading him the surgical notes you can see him closing his eyes and really trying to focus on memorizing it little magic mind to go along with that really going to help that focus and get him on the right track I think. yeah i mean we even see him during actual surgery bell says step in to help out that's true so perhaps you're right perhaps with some magic mind yeah. studying session have been a little bit more fruitful he still got it done though but yeah yeah. I mean, I look, it, there's never a better time to try Magic Mind than right now, too, because right now they have this amazing deal. It's a, if you've if you got your New Year's resolution, you want to crush that New Year's goal, check it out because they are going to offer three-month subscription for the price of two-month subscription. So one month free when you do the three-month subscription. Plus, there's a deep discount on doing a subscription over just buying a case anyway. And... You get 20, 20% off with our code that we're going to give you in just a minute and that we will put as a link in the show notes. All told, you could save 75% on this stuff by using our code and subscribing for three months now. The website you want to go to is magicmind.com slash uppercase J, uppercase A, uppercase N. That's Jan for January. Kurt, K-I-R-T. And Sam, S-A-M, all lowercase. Uh, and again, we'll put the link in our description. Go to that website. Get your subscription going. Use our discount code, which is uppercase K-N-S-2020. The number is two and zero. And you can get up to 75% off. It's a great time to try it out. I can't wait to get our January subscriptions going. How about you, Kurt? Oh, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> All right, Kurt. So having talked about who could use the magic mind, maybe you could use the magic mind to help to help you come up with who said these quotes. Who said it? All right. So I've got three quotes for you. Okay. Who? <laughs> one of these, these days are... i'm scared going to come at me with like eight quotes <laughs> <laughs> it's a reoccurring nightmare of mine um maybe i'll try it next time we'll see <laughs> all right your first quote oh sherbert you know the sun's up what the heck wait well, oh sherbert you know the sun's up say it one more time oh sherbert you know the sun's up are you saying get up Sherbert, the sun's up. Sherbert, the sun's like, up. Like the the non-dairy ice cream, Sherbert. Okay, 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 gotcha. Okay. Sher- Sherbert. Oh, Sherbert, the sun's up? There's a you know in there, too. 
Oh, you know, sure, but, okay. you know, the sun's up. Okay, you know, that, that's the part I was confused. Okay, you know, okay. Hmm. Ah, uh, Roddy to the governor and the first scene they share together. You're so close. It's the oh, other way around. Oh, what the heck? Come on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this. This is the second time we've heard, at least the second time, maybe third time, we've heard the governor say, oh, Sherbert. Like, that's his exclamation <laughs> of displeasure. He he spilled champagne in episode one and said, oh, Sherbert. <laughs> so, yes, the governor says, oh, Sherbert, you know, the sun's up. Because as he bids good day to his mistress, Roddy, as the sun rises. So, and, and last kiss. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I really like this scene. I think it's really good. It, it it shows. I mean, we don't know. I guess if Roddy is sincere in everything she's saying, but she she says to him, she doesn't want him to leave. She'll be thinking about him all day, and it's kind of tragic because he says, "I don't think a woman's ever said that about me in a good way." So. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like it seems like they genuinely care about each other. Yeah, quite a bit. They do. It does seem that way, but. Uh, you know, and say what you want about the governor. He's a bit of a doofus, but he doesn't seem like a bad guy. Like, he he just uh-huh. seems like someone who's just, he was in the right place at the right time. Probably doesn't have any right to have this much power. <laughs> but but he's he's a human being with a seemingly decent heart. So, although he is cheating on his wife. He's cheating yeah. on his wife, yeah. But. So, but it doesn't sound like that uh, there's much love in that marriage. So, no, not based on the way he talks with Roddy. So, right. We'll see. Okay. <clears throat> Next one. Oh, which one do I want to give you? The easy one. Uh, all right. I'll give you the easy one. It's good. This brutal orb, don't it ever turn off? What? <laughs> this brutal, brutal orb, don't it ever turn off? That just sounds like a Fagan thing to say, but I don't even know when he'd say that I- i'm gonna go with fagan um i i don't even know what scene i'll punt the scene just fagan i'll take half, okay. half I'll give, credit max credit uh, all right i'll give you half credit yeah because it was fagan all right uh, it's fagan when tim is taking him to to meet red so oh Tim t- yeah because he's yeah. complaining it's not foggy enough <laughs> yeah he's like that's i do my best work in the fog like, <laughs> <laughs> that brutal orb don't it ever turn off <laughs> like, i i and the reason i picked well there are two reasons why three reasons why i picked this quote first of all i wanted to talk about the scene second of all i, I have felt this way about the sun so many times <laughs> i'm i'm not an outdoor person the sun is not a, a, a big a good friend of mine I recognize the importance of it, but man, I don't like being around it very much. <laughs> uh, a bit of a vampire that way. Uh, but anyway, uh, and and thirdly, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, I've now referenced the sun twice in these quotes. So this is the theme of the, of the who said it is the sun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the scene of it. So Tim takes Fagin to Red and crew and Fagin explains the concept of mutually assured destruction, right? <laughs> yeah you know I, I if you don't turn that money over i'm gonna hang for this and if i hang for it you're gonna hang for it i'm petty that way <laughs> so uh but it's again it's fake and it's it's what we talked about in episode one like 
yeah, there's there, you got to look out for number one. There's you number one, but don't forget, I'm also number one. Like that's it's really important that you look out for me too, because I'll just bring you down, down with me. So uh, that's mutually assured destruction. That's a great a concept that I really like too. But anyway, she likes the idea of planting the money on a chump and collecting the reward because how's she really going to fence that money anyway? She can't spend it. Everybody knows it's missing. But turn it in, collect the reward. That's yours free and clear. So, and the reward, by the way, is 20 whatever units, 20 gold units. 20. I forgot what the Harry Potter galleons. (laughs) Galleons. galleons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 20 gold units, I'm going to call it. But anyway, uh, so that's your one and a half for two. Now, this last one, though, man. I kind of shoe hammered this in because I was trying to fit the theme. So, I have one uh, and a half for two. Thank you. No, sorry. You have you have <laughs> Wait, one. No, you, for t- you have you one can't. for two. I'll give because I give you half a credit for the first scene. The yeah, first quote there. But you just told you can't. Re- you misgraded me up to one and a half out of two. You can't bring me back down to one out of two. All right. Well, then I'll misgrade you down on the next one. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're really? not going to get this one anyways. <laughs> like I say, wait, all or nothing. All or nothing, this one then. Am I get a zero or I get a hundred? I like it. I like okay. it. I'll take, I'll take it. Got it. All right. Uh, this is, uh, I really kind of shoe hammered this in here, just trying to fit the theme of the sun. And, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's barely, it barely does. So, And it's only four words long. You ready? The bush, first light. See, it's referencing the sun okay, and the dawn. Okay. Tim telling Fagin, Jack's in the room, but he's telling he's telling them that Red will meet with just Fagin, the one that's almost dead, not the old one. Okay, Can I get it? You're three for three. Oh, yes. <laughs> you get 100. The extra credit yes. pays off. <laughs> yes. The all or nothing. The, That's uh, right. The last question gambit paid off. Good for you. Good for you. Yes, Thank Jack you. tosses Fagin out of his bed, and Tim barges in to let them know that Red will meet with just the white ghost who's close to his grave. <laughs> just Fagin tomorrow. <laughs> so the way he says it, he's like, I, she'll meet with not you, but just the old one. And <laughs> Fagin's very put off. And he's like, the old one, are those your words or hers? Did she say the old one? <laughs> Did those words come out of her mouth? She said the white ghost that's close to his grave. Well, I see why I changed it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Fagin is so funny. Oh, my God. David Thewlis, thank you for doing this role. You're so good. (laughs) And if you ever want to be on the podcast, David Thewlis, you just let us know. Showhopper's podcast. Showhopper's podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. But I also want to thank the actor that plays Tim. Probably I don't me. know his name, but me either. But can me clinch that victory there? It's good. You know what? I, honestly, you know, if you, the actor who plays Tim, whose name I'm going to look up right now, ever want to be on Showhoppers, <laughs> you just send us an email: showhopperspodcast at gmail We'd love to have you. We'd love to have anybody from the show, honestly. So, if you work for, on the show as an actor as a writer as a producer as a set decorator i don't care if you work on the show and you want to be on our show you let us know showhoppers podcast at gmail.com i believe his name is luke carroll so luke carroll if you're listening send us an email we know your name 
And we like you. I think you're doing a great job. <laughs> I think you're doing good, too. And listeners, <laughs> you can also email us. Shopperspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't think we even needed to put the email in the description <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So being three for three, we are done with Who Said It? And we're ready to finish up the scenes in the recap. <laughs> All right, Jack and Fagin hoof at home. Jack hates Fagin, but Fagin is convinced they'll reachieve the good old days before too long. And by the way, their carriage approaches and their clothes too. Well, at least Jack's clothes. Apparently Fagin uh, escaped the nudity that Jack had to deal with. Anyway, the carriage that approaches, it's not theirs. It's it's Captain Gaines's carriage. and He's happy to give them a ride. In fact, he insists. Next scene because the governor and Roddy. So we've already talked about that. And now Gaines drops off Jack and Fagin uh, after some veiled threats in, uh, you know, qu- uh, some qui- uh, quibbles with exploding typhoid riddled cadavers. But uh, yeah, Fagin wants to pin the theft on Darius, but Jack has moral qualms with that. Darius, by the way, Swings by the brothel to collect and accuse them for the itch he has. The Chekhov's STD, as you coined it. (laughs) It did come back. Yes, exactly right. And Roddy says, no, it wasn't us. We are clean. We just got checked. Well, why did I spend most of the week with my bollocks in a bucket of gin? Says says, uh, Darius. Anyway, Roddy accuses Peggy. Well, maybe it's her. Well, he doesn't like that, so he slashes her throat. Hetty, the nurse from the hospital, finds Roddy. She was there to do a rash check, by the way, and she brings her to the hospital. Now, Captain Gaines continues to make excuses to the governor and shows no concern for the woman who had her throat slit, much to the governor's dismay. The governor is off to the hospital, you know, to, to find a new head <laughs> surgeon for the retiring professor. Yeah, not, not, nothing to do with Roddy. Bell knows just the man for the job, and she'll go with him. Unfortunately for Jack and Bell, Sneed wins the coin toss, so he's on for the carotid litigation. Sorry, (laughs) cartoid litigation is what I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Cartoid law. (laughs) The carotid ligation. There we go. He insult he insults Bell on the way out, and uh, you know maybe maybe he can maybe he can do it. Jack can he says. clutch up, yeah. But uh, Jack definitely could do it. Now the insulting Bell, by the way, is where he tells uh, Bell to go read to the patients because a lot of them can't, and he glares at Jack as he says it. Sneed performs a successful, if clumsy, surgery, and the governor is extremely relieved, moved to tears, in fact. Now, Bell. Bell wants to help Jack become head surgeon. It's a paid position. That's a big deal. Gaines asks Sneed about Jack's debts. Sneed defends him, actually. So this is interesting to hear Sneed defending what? Jack to Gaines. Look, I don't like him, but I need him. So don't, like, pull him away from me, please. <laughs> but uh, he also chastises the pace guy. He's like, you know, we don't make any money. <laughs> so I'm not sure what you want us to do. You know, I'm fortunate to come for means. He, not so much. 
But he also confirms Gaines' doubts about the typhoid breakout. Not in six years. So it's neat. Now Gaines goes and ransacks Jack's quarters and tells him he's going to hang for theft. He knows he did it. Fagan tells Jack there's a 20 gold units reward for the money <laughs> and plans to smoke out red. But as usual, while Fagan schemes, Hetty interrupts and pulls Jack down into the hospital. Roddy now has a carotid aneurysm that requires a second surgery. And Sneed tasks them with keeping her alive until after the governor's celebratory dinner. Fanny is super excited about this Sneed dinner. Maybe she can marry him. Jack's, Jack drops by for advice on the surgery uh, before uh, he has to do it and to borrow a freshly hanged cadaver from Lady Bell's uh, hanging father. So I, here Bell's doing archery. Do you yep. think at all that'll come into play? Um, I don't think so. I, right. I I know I take your point. I I don't think so. I think this is just designed to show us just another way in which Bell is not the typical lady. That's fair. Right? Yeah, that's she's Merida from Brave. She does archery. Have you ever seen Brave? Nope. Okay. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right anyway fagan and jack shake down tim to get a hold of red he was after all in on it and he and red work together so they do have this over tim right like we know that you helped her get the money you worked for her so we want a meeting fanny draws sneed and desperately seeks some excitement from bell but now Bell's off and makes everything less fun. Uh, Bell reads to Jack about the surgery, and clearly he couldn't read it himself because he is trying to memorize it as she's reading. And she, she kind of criticizes him afterwards. They're having a drink together, and she wonders why he memorized the surgery instead of using the notes, just the way he does it. In Bell's defense here, Jack never reveals the fact he can't read, right? He keeps it right. a secret. Yeah. So, you know, her, her assumption here is that, uh, why doesn't he choose to read it? So, yeah. Yeah, you know what? No harm, no foul. I mean, I don't tell everybody yeah. what I can and cannot do. Yeah, but I feel like in one way, like, if you think one reason why you can't be a pencil pusher is because you can't read and you don't want Bell to keep trying to push you into the, that position, maybe you tell her, listen... This is why I don't think I could be in that position. I can't read. I think he's 100% doing the right thing, not telling her. Obviously, she does not react well, which is what he is, I assume, trying to avoid. Ah. I, oh, I think uh, you're not wrong, but I wonder if part of it is because she kind of went out on this limb and turns out he can't read. Like, you didn't tell me that? Right. <laughs> it's like, I did all this. And uh, he, you might be right. Read. You might be right about uh, that. But yeah. No, you're not wrong, though. Like, he... He, he might tell her right, you know, when they're trying to drink that godforsaken champagne. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah, and maybe she, yeah, she she gets something about that fact, rubs her the wrong way, and she leaves her. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Curiosity, though. It, it, that's a good element. It's a good element. I'm wondering all it that. Is. It's good. Exactly. All right, so uh, we now get Tim telling Fagan that she'll, that Red will meet him. Uh, Tim taking Fagan to Red 
and so forth. Now, Roddy gives Jack permission to save her and tells her, tells he and Fagin that Darius did this to her. Fagin vows vengeance. Now, Jack and Belle successfully perform the surgery. Belle is stoked and wants to publish. He doesn't so much now. <laughs> also makes sense uh, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She wants him to fight for head surgeon at the dinner. She sees it as a partnership. Port Victory could be a beacon of medicine to the world. Fagin needs Jack's help with a misdiagnosis to make the red plan work. And so German Fagin convinces Peggy that she and Darius have syphilis. He collects a hefty sum for a, for a, a cure tonight and an overnight carriage. Belle's mother is curious about this Jack Dawkins that Belle invited. He arrives in uniform, military uniform. We, we have to remember he was, uh, I don't remember what rank he held. Sergeant he Lieutenant the or something. Yeah. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. He dressed up like this and I went like, he just kind of like Napoleon. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I wrote down Jack as Napoleon. <laughs> I mean, I, my initial thought was, wow, he doesn't have any fancy clothes, so he has to, like, he's clearly out of place. But then I remembered he is a military man. So, anyway, Fanny may have become more attracted to the idea of Sneed than Sneed himself, although it does seem later that, no, she, she's attached to Sneed, too. I mean, she likes the idea more, but this Sneed's still pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Red gives the coins to Fagin, who's driving a carriage, and she tells him that she... Be he better not take off of them, or he will. She will end him. Gaines is disgusted to see Jack at the dinner. Jack believes they could cut their mortality rate in half by using ether. Professor Gaines, they, they disagree. The pain is God's work. It's very corrective. The governor is more interested in the brilliance of Sneed's surgery that saved Roddy's life. Bell corrects him though. It was Jack's second surgery that saved her. Now, Fagin picks up Peggy in the carriage that already contains Darius. She thinks they're running away together. She's got all her stuff packed. She's ready to go. <laughs> that's another thing that's going to be hard to explain to uh, Catherine. Uh, he thinks they're off to the baths and back by morning. It's not even his bag. But neither one of them can escape. They are locked in, trapped. Sneed is curious how Jack used notes for the surgery. Uh, we already talked about this mm -hmm. scene, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll skip over this. And we, we we talked about the breakup scene, too, so we'll skip right to the end where Fagin and Jack are in a bar. Fagin is full of glee. Jack's conscience is not as clear. Red takes what seems like all the money. Did I get that right? It looks like she takes all the money that's on the table. <laughs> now, whether or not Fagin only left half out, or right. what about the portion that Fagin took from uh, Peggy from directly? Peggy. Yeah. I don't know. But F Fagin um, seems very upset by Red taking this. So. He does. But I wonder if he's, he's hiding this Peggy money from everyone. Yeah, he might be. He might be. We'll see. Uh, but Fagin, Fagin's upset. Jack doesn't care at all. Deal him in. Back to cards it is. Now, even though I think we might be done with the Darius uh going after Jack part of this. I don't think we're done with Gaines going after Jack and Fagin because I do think that he's going to be upset enough with Peggy and Darius 
that you know that that might stick, but he is going to wonder how, how did his assistant yeah came, how did yeah, <laughs> yeah well, came to came to have them in this carriage so and peggy probably will reveal like he said he was a german doctor right exactly <laughs> yes so anyway all right there you have it that is the episode kurt that's a good episode i could have been a nine it. i think it could have been a nine easily i think um, this is is the to me it is the weightiest episode that we've had can you please define weightiest? Uh, just like there, there is an emotional and intellectual heft oh. to it that I think uh, the other episodes don't have as much of. So that's why mm-hmm. I think this is my favorite episode. I think it still has plenty of entertainment value. Um, it's still very fun. It's still, you know, I have trouble curbing my glee at seeing... Darius I, and and Peggy get their comeuppance, but I, I I think I might I might have to agree that it has the most emotional haft, but it's mm-hmm. certainly not the funniest. No, it's not the funniest, but it's still got plenty of funny. It does, but it's not the funniest. It's <laughs> no. nothing like those drunk guys picking up heavy things. <laughs> or that's true. That's true. Or German uh, German and French accents coming out of Fagan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Taste, you can speak French. Tasting. Tasting yeah. the spittle. <laughs> or the, anyway. The sputum, sorry. The sputum. <laughs> All right. Well, Kurt, let's check the time. Oh. Hey. Ain't no time like a TV time. All right. Well, what do you think the people of TV time gave this episode on a scale from one to five? Uh, they gave it a five. They did 76%. Okay. But now the character... Mm-hmm. This should be easy I, for me. I think I think you said Jack. I think the people also said Jack. I think the people said Jack. And you should have said Jack, but you said Fagan. Nope, I said Jack this time. See, you you <laughs> see you said that up last week, just so you could swap this week. <laughs> uh the people did oh, say good. Jack though, eighty one percent. Well I said Fagan. No, you didn't. You said yeah, yeah, I, I, did. I, I should said have Jack. said Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said Jack. I should have said Megan. I should have pulled the Mr. Sam. So this, uh, I, I think there's good reason for me to not pick Fagan and rather pick was, Jack this there week. There was good reason last week not to pick Fagan. That doesn't matter, apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would still argue that any emotional heft that was there in last week came from Fagan. You didn't argue that last week. That last week, you 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 basically conceded. <laughs> Fagan's not the good pick here. <laughs> Fagan's not the pick here. But I think it's Fagan. true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> now you can't you can't talk back or well, actually, no. Fagan was the clear choice last week. No, he wasn't clear choice. <laughs> but he did he did offer the emotional uh, value of the episode. Although yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Very now limited. You... Very limited. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, so you picked Jack of all the oh, emotional I Jack half. this week. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, he's got all the conflict, the the, the, the yeah. imposter syndrome, the feelings of inadequacy, the yeah, guilt. That's why I picked Jack. Like, but you're yes. a traitor. You're a traitor, Mister Sal. I I do feel bad. I've, uh, David Thewlis, I am so sorry. I feel bad that I didn't pick you this week. But will you guarantee? Will you will you honor an oath that you will pick him next week for TV time? I, I will not. But I, I <laughs> but I will guarantee this. Yes. The default setting is Fagan, and something has to happen to move me off of Fagan. How's <laughs> that? All right. Okay. Yes. Now, who I did pick this week, though, Thomas Brody Sangster. 
Thomas Brody Sangster, if you are listening to the podcast, we would love to have you on the show as well. Showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. So send us an email. Yeah. Yeah. David Thulis, we're yes. rescinding your offer to join no, the podcast. No, we are oh. not rescinding the <laughs> David, you are welcome anytime. All right. Well, yeah, Jack is clearly the best one. Oh, what, what, so. are the, what are the percent odds on TV? That was 81%. Time? I feel like that's a little low. Where was it? They like Lady else? Bell too, though. Uh, they gave her. They it, but... Lady Bell gets eighteen percent. Bell's part of that's, it. That's that's been pretty much the the run of the whole series. It's been uh, Jack for I don't know whatever eighty uh, percent or so, and Bell for twenty or so. Hmm. So the Baked and Bell fan club. All right. Last week it was Jack seventy four percent. Lady Bell, 25%. The week before that, it was... Jack was... Sorry, this is taking forever to load. I don't know. Whatever. It's taking too long to load. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad it was Jack this time, and we'll we'll see. I did. She flip-flop in the future. I also did maybe set you up for it. Oh, you most certainly did. (laughs) All right. Well, Kurt, I, I think that what we can look forward to, though, is next week's episode, The Duel. You want to plant your flag now? I've already read the description. I know who The Duel is between. <laughs> well, now this makes me wonder, could it possibly be between anyone else? The fact that you said plant my flag. I I, I have to guess it's between Jack and Sneed, but like, can you submit a champion? Oh, sure. I don't know. I'll, I'll go with Jack. Jack wins The Duel. <laughs> no, no, I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, could someone else duel in our honor? Like, is Sneed allowed to, like, say, all right, you duel me, Jack, but so and so, like, Tim will be dueling for me? Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Tri- trial by combat. Each combatant, combatter, com- com- what is the word? Contestant. Combatant, yes, has a champion. <laughs> Contestant. <Yeah. laughs> Contestant, you're the next contestant on the prices <laughs> right. Come on show. down. <laughs> the, because I wonder if Sneed challenged to a duel, like if he's a man who comes from means, he can afford to have someone else be his contender. Huh. Meanwhile, Jack cannot. No one, no one will, no one will step up to plate for Jack. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm out to Jack and Sneed. Yeah, well, I, I'm reasonably certain it's Jack and Sneed, <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyway. I'll tell you right now, though, I'm not going to read the episode description. We went over okay. this. In, uh, yeah, I know. I don't know why series. I read the episode description. I should not have. I did. A murder in read- the world has put me off of episode description. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll go on a quick tirade about this, which is for a while, Mr. Sell, staunch believer in reading episode descriptions. Is that fair to yeah. say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I very much against that. I do not read episode descriptions before I watch them. I will try to like blur my. I will do whatever it takes to make sure I do not read those episode descriptions. I think, yeah, and it's because sometimes they're fine, they're innocuous. Most of the time, they're innocuous, but sometimes they just ruin the episode for me. They, they just say something that I wish they didn't tell me, and I don't want. The, it's a spoilerish thing for them yeah. to tell me, which we yeah. had and I'm birthed into the world. So it's true. That's true. Don't don't read them. <laughs> Instead, watch the podcast. Okay. Yeah, listen. listen to the podcast. Yes, listen to the podcast. <laughs> Give us five-star ratings and reviews. Share the podcast around on your social media. 
Email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Check out our back catalog. If you want a series dealing with imposter syndrome, maybe check out Mrs. Davis or Centaur World. Lots of imposter syndrome in those two series. What what else? What other series do we have that cover imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. Yeah, kind of like imposter imposter syndrome, but the but the reverse is gaslighting, which Chernobyl has, mm. and shrinking has something about imposter syndrome. Has an I episode think. called imposter <laughs> yeah. syndrome. Shrinking <laughs> does, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, check all those out, and along with our other stuff in our back catalog, we'd love to have you go check out the back stuff and it's all it's all good it's really good I, maybe one maybe not so much we've already talked about it <laughs> so <laughs> anyway uh we'll look forward to talking about the duel next week but in the meantime folks i'm leaving because you know what i'm petty that way shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day